everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the studio with today's Devo writer, Emily Bradbury. Hi, y'all. Emily, I am so glad you're here. I feel like we go back a little bit, Mm -hmm. but would you share when you came to Watermark, how you ended up here? Yeah. So five and a half years ago, I moved to Dallas to go to grad school at Dallas Theological Seminary. I moved in with two girls that were members at Watermark, and they helped me get plugged in. So fun. And what did you study? Uh, I got my master's in Christian education with a focus in discipleship. Okay. And that's so fitting because now you serve. Yes. I am the Women's Equipping Coordinator. Uh, My primary role is to write our women's Bible study curriculum and to lead and train our teaching team for women's Bible study. Okay. Women's Bible study registration. So it's summer right now. Yes. It's It's not in session. But registration is opening soon? It is opening soon. We would love for women to come and join us in the fall. And in the spring, we will be studying First Samuel and the Davidic Psalms. And it's going to be a great Psalms. time. Psalms. I didn't know that part. Yes. It's so fun. That's exciting. Yeah, it's great. They can do Wednesday mornings. Yes, we have Wednesday morning in person, Thursday evening in person. And we also have neighborhood groups that meet throughout the city. So fun. And super fitting, because today we're in 1 Timothy 2. We are. Every woman's favorite passage. Man, I'm not going to lie. I got really nervous when you asked me to write on it and to speak on it, because it can be a super controversial passage. What do you think we need to keep in mind as we study this chapter? Mm, I think Paul's... Throughout the letter, his argument is just reminding people. In 1 Timothy um, chapter 1, verse 5, it says, The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. So I think reminding what is the main goal it is to see the gospel flourish, to go out throughout the world, to love one another, to love God and love others. And I think if we can keep that at the heart of what we're doing within the church and within our lives, I think then we can enter into these conversations with hard passages. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Even as we read it, if we don't have that framework or we aren't seeing this chapter through that lens, it can feel spicy. Yeah, it can feel harsh and can feel condemning. And I don't think that was Paul's heart. And that's not God's heart towards us as well. Most definitely. Uh, Specifically, I think verse 12 would be the interpretive challenge in this chapter. I'll read it for us. It says, or Paul writes, but I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. She must remain quiet. And uh, that leaves us with a lot of questions because I would guess there's guys listening right now. Mm-hmm. And how do we how do we reconcile that? Yeah, what are there some things to are think a few different views on this. There are the ones that view that it is truly women sit and remain quiet. You're not allowed to say anything. You're not allowed to learn. You are just there. Um, And then we can go to the other end of the spectrum of men and women are absolutely equal in everything. And a woman can say and do exactly what a man can do within the church. Um, And I think what Paul is trying to say, he's not saying that a woman cannot learn. I mean, if you look at verse 11, let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. And you look at all of um, Paul's letters, he's commending the women for what they're doing, for the growth of the church. But I think if we know what's happening in the context of this passage, that um, Paul was championing, Jesus was championing women to learn to be a part of the church. And so they were getting the opportunities to learn for the first time. And so some of that 
was coming with women. Um, scholars believe that women were speaking up in the middle of services, and it was disrupting what was happening. So Paul's reminding them, hey, God has set an order of the man to lead. We look at back in Genesis how God said that. And mm-hmm. so we need to learn to sit under the authority that God has ordained, but we still can learn and speak and be part of it, but knowing um, what is the right place. And I feel like that's true of anybody. You don't yeah. want if somebody's teaching to stand up and be like, that's actually not right or whatever it is. Or yeah. even with a child in a classroom. Yeah. If there's a specific um, rank yes. there, you could say. But, Absolutely. But I think when we think about the role of women, the word rank can be a little bit taboo and isn't the implications that come with that imply that someone is lesser. And so I love how uh, Paul in verse 13 goes back to Genesis. Adam was from formed first, and then Eve. And I believe, Emily, you're the theologian here, uh, primogeniture, is that the theological word for Adam being created first? Mm-hmm. As soon as you asked me, my mind went blank, but I am pretty sure that is right. I think, I think it is. Uh, and, and so you see that pattern, like, I mean, that leadership you pointed, pointed to, there is a distinction uh, in the role. But in Genesis, we also read that men and women were equally created in God's image. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we all hold the Imago Dei, the image of God. We represent Him. We are reflections of Him in the world. And when we place our faith in Jesus, when we become believers, we're indwelled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit that indwells a woman is the same Holy Spirit that indwells a man. There's no distinction. It's not like God gives more of Himself to men than He does to women. That's just yeah. not true. It's it's all of Him. And something you said, Emily, as we were prepping for this episode, you pointed out, hey, whenever we we run into a difficult verse, we want to interpret Scripture with Scripture. Mm-hmm. And as you shared, hey, we have the same, we as women have the same Holy Spirit as the guys do. I was reminded of Joel 2 and Acts 2, where we see both men and women receiving the same spiritual gifts. And I think that's really helpful when we look at this passage, because we we can conclude, hey, a woman can receive the gift of teaching. And I'd say both of us would probably say, hey, I think God's given me the gift of teaching. And so for someone like us with that gift to look at this verse, it could be really discouraging. Yeah, it can. And I mean, in my story, I've had people say, hey, because you're a female, you have no place in here and you can't use that gift at all. You need to find something else. And that's hurtful. And I would, for any woman, if that's part of your story, if you feel like you've been silenced, um, I'm so sorry. That is not how God designed it. Because in God's economy, when a man is leading, when he is sitting under Christ, when the goal of his life is to serve him and to be a representative of him, it makes a woman coming under his leadership so easy. And we can thrive under that. But when somebody is seeking power and control, then it can feel like you're trying to quiet somebody um, and trying to make them less. And that's not what God's heart is at all. No. And, you know, Emily, I hate that that's been your experience. Uh, on the flip side, I have been so blessed by our leadership here. Yes. Even, I mean, the fact that Join the Journey is my full-time job. Our leadership looked at our staff. I was, we were going through some staff changes um, on the porch team. That's where I was working. And uh, David Peniel pulled me aside and, and said, hey, I, I think you could be better used in the gifts God has given you and be deployed more fully were you to step into this join the journey role? And it was so encouraging to see godly men and leaders in our church uh, celebrate the way God's gifted me and make space for me to run in those gifts, which is such a picture, I think, of God's heart 
uh, for men and women both. Yeah. And as we are deployed, it is important to know that there are some clear boundaries within Scripture. There are some things that are great, but God has given us some very clear boundaries, um, especially when it comes to the role of elder. Um, And some people will use the word pastor within that um, term as well. But God does say that the elder is reserved for a male and that he lists out specific guidelines for what that is to entail. So if you read tomorrow in the journey, you will see what those qualifications are in verse Timothy 3. Totally. And and as we as we wrestle with that, I think it's also helpful to kind of put um, those that which is prohibited mm-hmm. in Scripture up against that which is celebrated, and so that kind of helps me better understand God's heart. That there's a a framework to operate within that's not meant to squash, mm-hmm. but to empower. And so I think of uh, Proverbs thirty one, the Proverbs thirty one woman, the teaching of wisdom and kindness is on her tongue. And so then when you flip back, we read 1 Corinthians 11. I believe we talked about uh, the Lord's Supper, but we skipped over the portion about women. Mm. And generally, uh, the idea is that Paul wasn't saying, hey, women, females, you can't prophesy or pray in church, but if you are going to, it needs to be done in a respectful way. It wasn't keep your mouth shut at all times. You look at Priscilla and Aquila with Apollos, and that's a a woman teaching with her husband. So that's an interesting example. And then you look at Romans 16, the last chapter of the book of Romans, and Paul commends about half of the names listed in that chapter are female. And so there is a celebration of women running in ministry, but there's also some clear guidelines that God's given us to run in as well. All right, last question as we wrap up, Emily. How do you live differently because of what you read in 1 Timothy 2? Yeah, 1 Timothy 2 just um, encourages me to remember that the goal of my life is to see the gospel being furthered. And so the way that I conduct my life, that I use my gifts, if it is for selfish reasons, that is not what the Lord wants for me. He wants me to be loving others so that the gospel can go so others can know Jesus. And it's just been such a sweet gift to be here at Watermark, to be under leadership that encourages and gives space for women to use their gifts to proclaim the gospel to people who've never heard it or who need a reminder to grow in that. And it's so sweet to be part of that. Awesome. Thanks, Emily. I am so glad we are all on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.